Section fourteen of Satan's Diary by Leonid Andreev, translated by Hermann Bernstein. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Caroline. Section fourteen. I know not why Maria has fallen in love with you. That is a secret of her soul, too much for my understanding no i do not know but i bow to her will as to her frankness what are my human eyes before her all-penetrating gaze mr wondergood the latter too was saying the same thing a moment ago in a fit of excitement continued magnus i said something about murder and death no mr wondergood you may rest secure forever the chosen one of maria enjoys complete immunity as far as i am concerned he is protected by more than the law her pure love is his armour of course i shall have to ask you to leave us at once and i believe in your honest intention wondergood to place the ocean between us but magnus moved forward towards me and shouted angrily not another word i cannot kill you but if you dare to mention the word marriage i he slowly dropped his uplifted hand and continued calmly i see that i will have to beg your pardon again for my fit of passion but it is better than falsehood examples of which we have had from you do you defend yourself wondergood it is quite unnecessary and of marriage let me speak it will ring less insulting to maria than it would from your lips it is quite unthinkable remember that i am a sober realist i see nothing but mere coincidence in that fatal resemblance of maria and i am not at all taken aback by the thought that my daughter with all her unusual qualities may some day become a wife and mother my categorical opposition to this marriage was simply another means of warning you yes i am accustomed to look soberly upon things mr wondergood it is not you who is destined to be maria's life-partner you do not know me at all and now i am compelled to raise slightly the curtain behind which i am hiding these many years my idleness is merely rest i am not at all a peaceful villager or a book philosopher i am a man of struggle i am a warrior on the battlefield of life and my maria will be the gift only of a hero if if i should ever find a hero i said you may rest assured signor magnus that i will not permit myself to utter a single word in regard to signorina maria you know that i am not a hero but i should think it permissible to ask of you how am i to reconcile your present remarks with your former contempt for a man i recollect that you spoke seriously of gallows and prisons magnus laughed loudly 
and do you remember what you said about your love for a man ah my dear wondergood i would be a bad warrior and politician if my education did not embrace the art of lying a little we were both playing that's all you played better i admitted quite gloomily and you played very badly my friend do not be offended but what am i to do when there suddenly appears before me a gentleman all loaded with gold like like an ass continue and begins to reveal to me his love for humanity while his confidence in his success is equal only to the quantity of the dollars in his pocket the main fault of your play mr wondergood is that you are too eager for success and seek immediate results this makes the spectator cold and less credulous to be sure i really did not think you were merely acting the worst play is better than sincere asinity and i must again crave your pardon you seemed to me just like one of those foolish yankees who really take their own bombastic and contemptible tirades seriously and you understand quite fully i beg you to continue only one phrase of yours something about war and revolution purchasable with your billions seemed to me to possess a modicum of interest but the rest of the drivel proved that that too was a mere slip of the tongue an accidental excerpt of some one else's text your newspaper triumphs your flippancy in serious matters remember cardinal x your cheap philanthropy are of a quite different tone no mr wondergood you are not fit for serious drama and your prattling to-day despite its cynicism made a better impression than your flamboyant circus pathos i say frankly were it not for maria i would gladly have had a good laugh at your expense and without the slightest compunction would have raised the farewell cup just one correction magnus i earnestly desired that you should take part in what in your play yes your play lacked the creative factor and you earnestly desired to saddle me with your poverty of spirit just as you hire your artists to paint and decorate your palaces so you wanted to hire my will and my imagination my power and my love but your hatred for man up to this point magnus had maintained his tone of irony and subtle ridicule my remark however seemed to change him entirely he grew pale his white hands moved convulsively over his body as if they were searching for a weapon and his face became threatening and even horrible 
as if fearing the power of his own voice he lowered it almost to a whisper as if fearing that his words would break their leash and run off at a wild pace he tried desperately to hold them in check and in order hatred be silent sir or have you no conscience at all or any common sense my contempt my hatred they were my reply not to your theatrical love but to your sincere and dead indifference you were insulting me as a human being by your indifference you were insulting life by your indifference it was in your voice it gleamed savagely out of your eyes and more than once was i seized by terror terror sir when i pierced deeper the mysterious emptiness of your pupils if your past has no dark pages which as you say you merely added for the sake of style then there is something worse than that in it there are white pages in it and i cannot read them oh oh when i look at your eternal cigar and see your self-satisfied but handsome and energetic face when i view your unassuming manner in which the simplicity of the grog-shop is elevated to the heights of puritanism i fully understand your naive game but i need only meet the pupil of your eye or its white rim and i am immediately hurled into a void i am seized with alarm and i no longer see your cigar or your gold teeth and i am ready to exclaim who are you that you dare to bear yourself with such indifference the situation was becoming interesting madonna loves me and this creature is about ready to utter my name at any moment is he the son of my father how could he unravel the great mystery of my boundless indifference i tried so carefully to conceal it even from you here here shouted magnus in great excitement again there are two little tears in your eyes as i have noticed before they are a lie wondergood there is no source of tears behind them they have fallen from somewhere above from the clouds like dew rather laugh behind your laughter i see merely a bad man but behind your tears there are white pages white pages or has maria read them without taking his eyes off me as if fearing that i might run away magnus paced the room finally seating himself opposite me his face grew dim and his voice seemed tired when he said but it seems to me that i am exciting myself in vain do not forget magnus that to-day i myself spoke to you of indifference he waved his hand wearily and carelessly yes you did speak but there is something else involved here wondergood there is nothing insulting in the indifference but in the other 
i sensed it immediately upon your appearance with your billions i do not know whether you will understand what i mean but i immediately felt like shouting of hatred and to demand gallows and blood the gallows is a gloomy thing but the curious jostling about the gallows mr wondergood are quite unbearable i do not know what they think of our game here in the place you come from but we pay for it with our lives and when there suddenly appears before us some curious gentleman in a top hat cigar in mouth one feels you understand like seizing him by the back of his neck and-he never stays to the end of the performance anyway have you too mr wondergood dropped in on us for a brief visit with what a long sigh i uttered the name of maria and i no longer played i no longer lied when i replied to this gloomy man yes i have dropped in on you for a brief visit signor magnus you have guessed right for certain very valid reasons i can reveal nothing to you of the white pages of my life the existence of which behind my leather binding you have likewise guessed but on one of them was written death departure that was not a top hat in the hands of the curious visitor but a revolver you understand i look on as long as it is interesting and after that i make my bow and depart let me put it clearer and simpler out of deference to your realism in a few days perhaps to-morrow i depart for the other world no that is not clear enough in a few days or to-morrow i shall shoot myself kill myself with a revolver i at first planned to aim at my heart but have decided that the brain would be more reliable i have planned all this long ago at the very beginning of my appearance before you and was it not in this readiness of mine to depart that you have detected inhuman indifference isn't it true that when one eye is directed upon the other world it is hardly possible to maintain any particularly bright flame in the eye directed upon this world i refer to the kind of flame i see in your eyes oh you have wonderful eyes signor magnus magnus remained silent for a few moments and then said and maria permit me to reply i prize signor maria too highly not to regard her love for me as a fatal mistake but you wanted that love it is very difficult for me to answer that question at first perhaps when i indulged in dreams for a while but the more i perceived this fatal resemblance that is mere resemblance magnus hastened to assure me but you mustn't be a child wondergood maria's soul is lofty and beautiful but she is human made of flesh and bone she probably has her own little sins too 
and how about my top hat magnus how about my free departure i need only buy a seat to gaze upon maria and her fatal resemblance admitting that it is only resemblance but how must i pay for love magnus said sternly only with your life you see only with my life how then did you expect me to desire such love but you have miscalculated she already loves you oh if the signorina maria really loves me then my death can be no obstacle however i do not make myself clear i wanted to say that my departure no i had better say nothing in short signor magnus would you agree to have me place my billions at your disposal now he looked at me quickly now yes now when we are no longer playing i at love and you at hatred now when i am about to disappear entirely taking with me the sediment of a gentleman let me make it quite clear would you like to be my heir magnus frowned and looked at me in anger apparently he took my words for ridicule but i was calm and serious it seemed to me that his large white hands were trembling slightly he turned away for a moment and then whirling about quickly he shouted loudly no again you want no he stamped his foot and cried once more no his hands were trembling his breathing was heavy and irregular there followed a long silence the wailing of the tempest the whistling and murmur of the wind and again great calm great dead all-embracing peace descended upon me everything was turned within me i still could hear the earthly demons of the storm but their voices sounded far away and dull i saw before me a man and he was strange and cold to me like a stone statute one after another there floated by me all the days of my human existence there was the gleam of faces the weak sound of voices and curious laughter and then again all was silent i turned my gaze to the other side and there i was met by dumbness it was as if i were immured between two dumb stone walls behind one was their human life which i had abandoned and behind the other in silence and in darkness stretched forth the world of eternal and real being its silence was resounding its darkness was gleaming eternal joyous life beat constantly like breakers upon the hard rocks of the impenetrable wall but deaf was my consciousness and silent my thought from beneath the weak legs of thought there came memory and it hung suspended in the void 
immovable paralyzed for the moment what did i leave behind the wall of my unconsciousness thought made no reply it was motionless empty and silent two silences surrounded me two darknesses enveloped me two walls were burying me and behind one in the pale movement of shadows passed their human life while behind the other in silence and in darkness stretched forth the world of my real eternal being whence shall i hear the call whither can i take a step and at that moment i suddenly heard the voice of a man strange and distant it grew closer and closer there was a gentle ring in it it was magnus speaking with great effort and concentration i tried to catch the words and this was what i heard and wouldn't you rather continue living wonder good end of section fourteen